What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined by Rachel Mogan. It's pie noon. Pie noon. Pie it's that noon. pie making season. It's pie season, everybody. Yeah, you got you, you got off after this to make some pies. Oh yeah, you know it. What kind of pie again? It is a chocolate bourbon pecan pie. God, that sounds good. It is. It's that sounds good. so good. It's funny because it calls for just three tablespoons of bourbon, but it tastes like a full thirty shots of bourbon. I don't know. Is why. it really? Yeah. It just for whatever reason the bourbon comes out really strong in it, and every year I've scaled it back. a a little bit more, yeah, and it does not appear to affect how much bourbon you actually taste. Interesting, and it's like so. I could add five cups of bourbon. I could add way more bourbon. Could add way more, and it would still taste the same. That's really funny because, like, one time I was working a, uh, I was working at a an event, and they had the at the it was actually the Sheraton downtown here in Austin, and at the for the event they they had a lunch for all the employees and everything. They would provide lunch provided by the hotel, and one of the desserts was like a bourbon pie, like that too, a bourbon pecan Yum. pie. So delicious, but it was the same. Thing you could taste that bourbon real strong, and I'm pretty sure not all the alcohol is cooked out. Yeah, you think it cooks out, but I guess because of all the corn syrup, I really don't think it does. It just like soaks. Yeah, in I think and it just takes part of the it pie. <laughs> it's alcohol now. It's alcohol now. <laughs> but in case you did not know, this is Team Chat Podcast, a <laughs> weekly video game show where we talk not about pie, but video games, the ones we love, the ones we hate, and everything in between. But this could really very easily transition into a podcast about pies. Let's call the it same Team format. Chat podcast. Oh my. Oh my oh god. My god. <laughs> we're switching <laughs> we're scrapping this video game nonsense and we're going to talk about pies. This week's episode we're talking about the noble chocolate bourbon pecan pie. <laughs> <laughs> I would rate that a five out of five. six on deliciousness <laughs> scale. I don't know what we would do for all that. But New episodes come out each and every week at Tuesday, 9 a.m. Central Time. And you can listen to those on podcast services around the World Wide Web as well as watch each episode on YouTube and Twitch. If you want to join a bigger part of the Team Chat community, you can do that by finding us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and joining our Discord server. Links for all that are in the description of the episode below. Also, all of our episodes are funded by our patrons and our listeners. So if you really love what we're creating for you each and every week for free. You can go over to patreon.com slash teenchatpodcast and throw us a couple dollars. And for as little as a dollar a month, you can support the show and in return. We'll give you a cool perk like getting the episode early before its general Tuesday release and access to a private patrons-only channel on our Discord server, The Rogues Gallery. It's the a Rogues fun time. Gallery. It's a Indeed. fun, fun time. But now that we've got through all that introduction spiel, it's time to get to some news and find out what games are coming out soon and any other upcoming releases or news from the gaming industry um, at large. I actually didn't prepare any news. Instead, I'm just going to read the recipe for the chocolate bourbon pecan pie. That sounds excellent, as we've now transitioned so, into yeah, a pie So, yeah, now that this is a podcast, podcast um, it's, a new, it's a new world out there, everybody. Uh, but in real, in real uh, talk... Sure. Getting down and dirty with what's actually coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Battlefield Five is officially coming out on November 20th. PS4, Xbox One, and PC. It did get delayed from its initial release date of October 19th, but it is coming out this air date, November 20th. Additionally, we have Wreckfest, spelled like W-R-E-C-K Fest. Wreckfest for PS4 and Xbox One November 20th as well. So I'm assuming it's like a vehicle demolition? Maybe. It might be about Wreck-It Ralph. You just <laughs> never can tell. Uh, Warframe is coming up for the Switch on November 20th as well. And then a little bit further down the down the line uh, this month, we have Darksiders 3 on November 27th. That is coming out for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. 
Very nice. So we were talking before we got started on this recording that we you were thinking that Battlefield Five is probably going to be a fairly soft launch, or maybe not even, or maybe not a soft launch, but like not have the yeah, effect, I think the release that they're expecting. Be as well received as projections might, you know, might have projected. That was so redundant, but you get the idea. <laughs> Just because I think it has been such a competitive fall and winter season. I mean, so many massive games have come out really kind of all in the same crunch time, even with their delayed release of about a month, which I think they did primarily do for marketing reasons, which right. is a good idea. When was, the, when was the initial release date? October 19th. So they yeah, delayed so that it was, one month. That was one month because it was Battlefield, I mean, Black Ops 4 came out on October 12th, and Red Dead was October 26th or 27th. Yeah. So, yeah, it would have that makes been sense. just eaten alive. Even so, I still think most gamers aren't finished with the, all of the big games that came out in a very short amount of time. Assassin's Creed. What's that other one that people like? God of War, even. I mean, people are still playing yeah. that. Red Dead, of course. Uh, Super Mario Party, if you're like me. <laughs> Man, so I tell I you think what. There's so much competition. Black Ops, of course. Black Ops just came out. I think there's so much competition. It's just not going to have uh near the impact that the developers are probably hoping yeah i agree and i really do think that i mean you're right or you're right about people not having time i've barely still been able to really touch assassin's creed odyssey like i've done i've done my those first few hours that i did for the first impression and everything and i haven't really been able to get back to it it's killing me can i borrow it then no <laughs> i gotta play this first i really want to play fine <laughs> But no, it's not just like, like I have time. I have to make good on that Persona Five promise. That's true. You, you, you got your you got that game. I gotta get on it. Yeah, but uh, but no. So yeah, there's a lot of big stuff. But I, I'll be interested to see because it's got its own battle royale mode too. So it's entering the, that fray as well. So we'll see what really becomes of it. But I kind of agree, tend to agree. The beta wasn't all that well received. Remember, I played the beta and I was like, this doesn't, this is not really doing anything yeah. for me. I'm not the biggest Battlefield fan in general, anyway. I like, I'll go ahead and say that. But still, like it. I just haven't heard as much about it as you would have hoped, I feel like, to have heard about it at this point. I mean, I know it's obviously not going to happen at this point, but I feel like considering how little is actually going to be coming out that's a big-name game in quarter one of 2019, yeah. I honestly think they should have delayed to 2019 just because they would have so much less competition. It would be post-holiday season. People might still be buying uh, games that they, you know, uh, games that they've already burned through right. during the Christmas and holiday season. I think it may have, might have been a better move, but we'll see. I could be totally wrong. Battlefield Five could launch and be the game of the year. Who knows? <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen, but it could happen. Right. Uh, I do want to try to find somewhere because I did see something else also that I was like, I, and, and I understand that like people, um, yeah, that one's probably in there. This jacket holds, <laughs> holds hair like crazy. Okay, so yeah, here's the other thing about it. Why I think it won't be do that well because Engadget came out and released an article. Uh, this was a, a bit older bit of news here. I didn't realize we jumped on such a Battlefield tangent, but still, here we are. Uh, October 24th, this is an Engadget article. Battlefield 5 won't have Battle Royale until spring 2019. They should have just delayed it then. Right? That was my thought. Yeah, wait for it to come out and be a complete package. It was on another Discord, actually, of like an Austin Austin Gamers Discord, and somebody posted that, and I and I responded, and I was just like, I don't understand like why games are being released. These like big AAA title games are being released when their whole done. everything about them is not yet done. And, the, and when somebody responded like, well, Fortnite didn't launch with the Battle Royale, I'm like, well, I know, but that, technically that game's still in beta. Yeah. It's different. Uh, it's obviously not. I think they're just going to keep it that way for forever. Right. But I mean, that like, what's up with? I mean, and and even I mean, I'm, we're talking about Battlefield Five right now, but I'm even talking about like games like God of War and everything didn't get 
game like photo mode is becoming such a big deal. Why are games not launching with photo mode? God of War did not launch with photo mode. It came in an update later. And also games aren't launching with P- with new game plus. Which, if that's going to be an option, why? I, and granted, I don't understand the development process that has to take place behind the scenes to make that work. So I'm not trying to say that, like, stupid developers, why aren't you doing this? But still, it's like, why do all these features keep coming out? Like, it's like, here's the lo- like, it's all basically game launches are becoming more soft launches. And I feel and like that, that, that like might refined. actually be more of a marketing bent. I could be wrong. It to could just be in, that engaged. they're on such a tight timeline that they literally don't have time. But I feel like that sounds like the kind of thing marketing might be behind. Right. And it's like, bruh, stop. We just want the game. <laughs> just give us the game. In its entirety. Just When stop. it comes out. But yeah, if you're going to so, yeah. do a delayed release, at least make it like episodic gaming. Right. At least make it pretend to make sense. Yeah. So. Anyways, that's my thoughts on that. Very good thoughts on that. But we're going to move on to another big news story that actually broke today, a the day of this recording. It's a confusing news story, uh, but has a lot of promise also, potentially. Does it? Could have, because Does it I think it's a good thing. Hmm. But here's the news. So this is as of today, which today is the 15th of November when we're recording this. But it was literally a couple of hour ago, hours ago announced that Sony is not going to attend E3 2019. Which is crazy. That's the first crazy. time in the 24 years of the conference that, that, a, that Sony has not taken part. So, but this seems to be different from like what, you know, EA has their EA Play event. And even Microsoft, I believe, has done something separate, you know, kind of separate from the main E3. But what? they're still like at the same weekend, basically, or week. Didn't Sony also cancel their own expo this they year? They did, PSX. Yeah. There was, they announced earlier, a couple months ago, that they weren't going to have a PSX this year. So, and their reasoning then was because they didn't have, they, we don't have, they said they, or Sean Layden came out and said that they didn't have enough new stuff to warrant a full conference. And it was just going to be a lot of probably repeating the same things that you already heard. Which makes perfect sense. Perfect totally sense. On board I with totally that understand idea. that. Yeah. So, but here's the question then. Is that the reason for pulling out of E3? Or is it going to be something bigger? So, uh, we do have a, a, a quick little article that I'll just peruse it real quick just to give a little bit more background, although that's really the, the amount of background that there can be at this point. But this is Game Informer. Uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment is not attending E3 in 2019 by Imram Khan. Quote, the history of the Electronic Entertainment Expo is as long as it is circuitous. The annual event has traditionally brought the entire gaming industry, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to skip through all this stuff. Okay, so here's the, here's the, the uh, release from Sony. Quote, as the industry evolves, Sony Interactive Entertainment continues to look for inventive opportunities to engage the community, the company told Game Informer in a statement. Quote, PlayStation fans mean the world to us, and uh, we always want to innovate, think differently, and experiment with new ways to delight gamers. As a result, we have decided not to participate in E3 in 2019. We are exploring new and familiar ways to engage our community in 2019 and can't wait to share our plans with you. Now, other, uh, obviously, the game's news at world just went crazy, and everybody's been wondering, what does this mean? What does this mean? Jason Schreier of Kotaku, he sent out a tweet, um, which I'm pulling up right now real quick. It will load. There it is. Sony will skip E3 this year, a massive blow to the trade show, and yet another sign that, as I've heard from pretty much every developer I've asked about this, the PS5 is planned for 2020. So, I mean, it sounds like to think? me, I think that they're going to do their own expo. I think they're going to do PSX in 2019, and I think that's going to be their primary way to launch the PS5 yeah. and whatever else they're going to be launching with it. I am 
at this point very, not very, but fairly confident in saying that I think The Last of Us 2 is going to be one of those bridge games. Oh, yeah. I think they're going to use it at launch for the PS5 as a bridge into the new new part of that franchise. I think so too. And that was that was my big takeaway from this too. I've actually tried to not really go Jason Schreier was pretty much the only person I've looked at because I just saw his reaction underneath the main news reaction but I've tried not to like read around too much because I don't want to have my opinion of it influenced by what others think basically but that's kind of my I'm on board I'm online with what you're thinking there because yes, I think they have an incredible lineup but all these games that we've been wondering about since E3 of this year Last of Us Part Two, The Ghost of Tsushima, uh, Death Stranding. We have seen a lot of, but we have heard jack all about when it's actually going to come out. Yeah. I think, and with especially with Days Gone now being pushed from February to April, release date of 2019, I think that's a pretty solid, and if what Jason Schreier is saying is true, that PS5 is slated for 2020, yeah, we're not getting we're not getting Last of Us, Ghost of Tsushima, or no Death Stranding way. until 2020 at least because they're going to be PS5 launch games. I Maybe really, not launch not all three of them be launch titles, but they're going to come out very quickly. And yes, like what you're saying, they're going to be bridge games that are still because that's what they've always said, especially about PS about uh, Death Stranding. I remember them saying the, coming out and saying that it's going to be on the PS4, and everybody's like, "Oh, cool!" But <laughs> I mean, it can still be on the PS4 and the PS5. Yeah. Um, fun fact: one of the very few games that I think. Oh, would be fascinating in VR is Death Stranding. Wait, I thought you hated VR. I do. I just think that it's a weird enough game that, sure, why, why not? not? Why not just it, add that extra layer? I wouldn't be surprised. Of, that's a layer of crazy town yeah. onto it. Well, I mean, uh, so I gotta say, if I have to wait till twenty twenty, which we're probably then still looking at fall. 2020. I mean, today is actually also, oh yeah, the PS4's birthday, five-year birthday. So we're looking at potentially the same release window for the PS5 in 2020 because they'll want to capitalize on that just before holidays. So that's kind of a bummer if it means that they're – because if – I know the PS5 is coming and The Last of Us Part 2 is releasing in April of – you know where PS5 is slated for later that year. That's going to be – like – I'm obviously going to have to buy it for the PS4 because I need to yeah. play it as soon as it comes out. But, damn, that's going to hurt when I have to turn around and buy it again for the PS5. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, my, what makes you think it's coming out in April? I don't. I don't oh, okay. think. I don't I'm just saying do I don't think they would either. No, they wouldn't But there's, But there's, there's no way that they're going to hold all three. Honestly, here's how I think it is. I think Last of Us Part Two will be launch title. Then I think Ghost of Tsushima. And then I think Death Stranding because Kojima's going to need all the time in the world to wrap that game up yeah. and make it. You know make what I'm saying? 2025. Who knows? 2030 at this point, I think really. It sounds more reasonable. But, uh, but no, so it leads for a lot of speculation. Obviously, though, I want to know when that's going to happen and I want to know soon because I would love that'd be so cool to go to and say that you got, like, I mean, I know they've had PSXs, but, like, that'd be cool to say, like, I'm going to be to Sony's like, first thing if they open it up for general I'm public. I'm guessing they would probably hold it in like LA. Almost I'd certainly. go. Yeah. I'd still go. I wanted to go to PSX this year. I wanted to go last year. Was it going to be in LA? Uh, they've normally had it in Anaheim. Yeah. So we'll see how this goes. But still, West Coast jerk offs. It's interesting <laughs> to see how this will go and how this will unfold. And hopefully, you know, Sony won't keep us in the dark about what their plans for their holding their own press conference are going to be. Um, the one other big like thing that I have seen a couple other names say is just that like it's gonna 
it's got to be huge. Like, it's got to be huge for whatever they're going to unveil. And who unveil. knows? Maybe they canceled PSX this year and E3 of next year. Not actually because just they wanted to do their own expo, but also to save money to do their uh, own expo. <laughs> I don't think that because I'm pretty sure, like, at this point, Sony's riding pretty high and got, and got quite yeah. a bit of money in the coffers because of how well PS4 is done. You don't done. know that. You don't know how much debt they've got. Yeah, I don't know how much debt they got, but I know they're doing well. You don't know PS4 how much their CEOs well. charge on the company credit cards. <laughs> so... We'll wait and see, and obviously, as we hear news, we'll update you in these episodes. But let us know, too, what you think about uh, Sony's potential conference plans for 2019. So and we wait with bated breath to find out the fallout of all this. To get to the main topic of today's episode, and this is the Game Awards 2018. Just recently announced the nominees for this year, and we are here to pick our choices. I don't know your password. Got to do password. I'm going to look at it. Just stare at Cassandra. Yeah, she's beautiful. She Look at is. that beautiful lady. She really is. Just a goddess among women. <laughs> All right. So we're going to start from the lower end on the totem pole and then work up to like the Game of the Year nominees and giving our our, our yeah. choices here. And we're probably going to skip a few sections. So, that yeah. Just, that, just the ones that we don't know that much about. Like eSport players. Like we yeah. normally just don't. We're, oh, actually, I, unless it's, I do want to talk about that one real quick. Oh, okay, because <laughs> yeah. I'm imagining there, I'm, a, I'm assuming because this year saw the launch of the Overwatch League, there's actually yeah. probably some players from Overwatch League, so it might be more applicable this yeah. year. Uh, but so the first one that we're going to start off with here, um, so yeah, we're just going to give our pick of who we think is going to win and why. Uh, so we've got content, cat- content creator of the year. Nominees are Dr. Lupo, Myth, Ninja, Pokemon? Pokemani? It's Pokemane. Pokemane. I actually don't know if that's okay. true, but that's how it's spelled. <laughs> P-O-K-I-M-A-N-E. And then Willie Rex. So of these, I think that uh, Ninja's probably going to get it. I don't know the other. I don't know Myth, Pokemane, or Willie Rex. I at least know Dr. Lupo by name. Yeah. I think Ninja's going to get it because didn't he hit a milestone this past year of being like the most... I mean, he's the most successful. Yeah, exactly. I, I think he's probably going to get it. I think for that reason he would get it. I would love to see Dr. Lupo, though. I like watching Ninja. I watch Ninja every once in a while, but I, of the two of them, I, I, lo- I love Dr. Lupo. I've never actually watched any of these people. I haven't watched Myth, uh, Pokemon, or Willy Rex. If Pokemon um, doesn't exclusively p- play the Pokemon games, I, f- I would feel very betrayed. You would think that's what's happening. You would think. We might be wrong. But, uh, but no. So I personally would love to... Uh, like I still will. I'll vote for Doctor Lupo because this is one that like uh, that people get to vote for. I wonder what um, myth does. I'm assuming just. I wish that, that I wish that at least for the content creator section or any of them that deal with a person. I wish it would give you a brief bio about. Yeah, them. that would be kind of nice. Really helpful. Game Awards. Fix it for next year. All right. Anyways, scrolling up to the next category, we have uh, we're skipping best esports moment because I don't really know any of them well enough yeah. to talk about them. We're also going to skip best esports host. Quick shout out to Golden cool. Boy for being from the Overwatch League. What's ironic is that of all of the casters from Overwatch League, I actually don't really think Golden Boy is the best one. Like, even a little. Uh, I like him, I just don't think that he's the one that I would have voted for. So the rest of these people, I regrettably just don't recognize. Yeah, I don't either, actually. I thought I would know a couple of these names, just because I know, like, Courage, uh, he does a lot of stuff for Call of Duty, which I've watched, and he's he's done Overwatch, and I believe he's done... 
Uh, he does Fortnite also with Dr. Lupo. So I'm yeah. kind of surprised that they, neither of them were on here. There were a couple category. of casters from uh, Evo 2018 this past year that did a lot of the Tekken casting. Yeah. Um, Reno and MYK, they were phenomenal. Like, just listening to them cast those shows made it for me. Really? And I'm really bummed. I mean, they may or may not be that big of names in the overall esports scene, but I thought they were phenomenal. That and is I cool, wish that though. at least one of them had made the list. I will say it is cool, though, that there is a category for esports hosts. Mm-hmm. That wasn't on here last year. It's like being the weather reporter, but for esports. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> all right. So, and then we've got we're gonna skip best esports event. Who I mean, cares? because obviously for us of all these two, it's it, I mean it's Overwatch League. And I also watched all of Evo twenty eight. Oh, you did? I would have voted for Evo just because oh, really? I think it's more fun. I love fighting games. <laughs> oh, that's true. All right, so you can do this one. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna skip that one. Esports, esports coaches coach. just don't know. Uh, esports team. So the nominees are Astralis for Counter Strike Go. Cloud9 for League of Legends, um, Fnatic for League of Legends, the London Spitfire yeah. for the Overwatch they got my League, vote. and OG for Dota 2. So I only bring this one up because London Spitfire? They won. I know they won, but I don't care. For team and team spirit, I got to go with the LA Valiant. What the hell That's is this? It's just you playing favorites, though. What the hell is this? I mean, champions are champions for a reason. Boo. Boo, London Spitfire. Okay, this one I do want to mention real quick. So, best esports player. Okay. So, the nominees are Dominic Sonic Fox McLean, uh, Hajime Tokido Taniguchi, John Uzi Shizhou. I really hope I said that right. My apologies if I did not. Um, Oleksandr Simple, uh, Kostelev. I want the name song. Oleksandr. And uh, Wan. I'm actually, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. I think it's Song Wan Bang Jonak. So the New only York one, Excelsior. so Sonic Fox is actually really cool. He won, I think it was DBZ, D, Dragon Ball Fighters. Hmm. Yeah, he yeah, won that one right. of the categories at Evo. And immediately after he won, he like tweeted out or shouted or something. He was like, I want Evo. I'm gay. And I was like, good for you, <laughs> That's man. That's awesome. I just think he's really cool as a person, but I was really happy to see Jonak on there because he's the one that I've seen the most gameplay from, and he's amazing. Really? <laughs> he's really good. The ones I remember from Overwatch League, which now there's so many new teams they've been announcing lately, yeah. so it's so many more players that we're going to have to learn, but I remember like Pine was a big one I remember. So Jonak is really fun as well because he does primarily play the support class, mm. so it's really nice to see him on here because even though he plays support, you can see him on Zenyatta just racking up the kills. The kills. Zenyatta's he's a pretty insane. solid supportable character, though. Yeah, I love really playing fun. Zenyatta. So, best esports game. We have uh, Counter-Strike Go, Dota 2, Fortnite, League of Legends, and Overwatch. I think it's going to be between Fortnite and Overwatch still. Yeah, I, f- I, I think... Uh, well, League of Legends, though, people do really... They do really love, but all of these, League of Legends, Dota 2, and CSGO, have been around for so long. Yeah, CSGO is like the old grandpa of the, of the scene. It really is. And this year, especially, they've like Fortnite has really been pushing its esports game. Yeah. Overwatch is, you know, continually so pushing it more inaugur- with the- This was the inaugural year. It feels like such a long year, but Overwatch League was this year. Yeah, that's true. Like, that's when they first launched. We're still in the waiting season for season two. I loved it, and I just recently caught up on the Overwatch World Championships. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm actually not sure if they've wrapped up quite yet at the time of this air date. I just watched the semifinal match between the UK and South Korea. Yeah. I don't know who actually made it to the grand finals. Hmm. In progress for me, it may not actually be. 
All right, you want to do the next one? Um, Anyways, my so vote would be for Overwatch. I'm going to go with Fortnite on this one, too. I think Fortnite is going to win it. I, I think just, so, too. I would vote for Overwatch. Yeah, I think over. I think Fortnite's going to win, and that's who I'm going to give, uh, because I've just been watching more of that lately. Like, I watched Overwatch League when it was on, and it was fun, and it's fun. I can kind of, I feel like, I slightly more what's understanding what's going on in the Fortnite stuff when I really? when I watch it. Oh God, really? Uh, well, somewhat. I mean, I still get lost when I see them build skyscrapers yeah. in two seconds, and I'm like, "How did you do that?" <laughs> but you know, honestly, but like, I don't know. Overwatch sometimes I like I like it and I watch it, but for me, for some reason, I like the plays. I, I don't know. I kind of like watching Fortnite better than Overwatch. Okay, too. fair enough. Fair enough. Next up, we have Best Debut Indie Game. We have Donut County from Ben Esposito and Annapurna Interactive, Florence from Mountains, Moss by Polyart Games, The Messenger from Sabotage Studio, Yoku's Island Express from Villa Gorilla. Of these, the only game that I am uh, super exposed to is Donut County. Right. And it's adorable. Um, I, maybe adorable isn't the right word. It is very comedic. The um, writing is really funny. The gameplay is very simple, as a lot of indie games are. But it looks really engaging. I've watched a couple right. of playthroughs of it. And it's really funny. I, I like Donut County a lot. I think I might go with Donut County, too, on this one also. I think The Messenger is probably going to be the secondary runner-up. It did really well. I remember when its reviews coming out that a lot of people said that it has kind of a slow start but once you get into the game it be, it really starts to shine yeah. so i think that it would be a contender moss i've heard a lot of great things moss about too so moss is so cute that one would be cool though because game. it's it's vr it's vr it? yeah so that would be yeah, pretty cool we, if we, we VR haven't game gotten win. to it yet but it is in another category quick spoiler oh, cool. alert so Scroll so, yeah, on up in in this moments looked at these i actually haven't yet so the, you're getting my genuine reactions here Best student game. Ooh, that's cool. Uh, you want to do that one? I just want to look at it. I don't know any of these. Students. I don't know any of them either. But it's still cool that there's that their their work is getting recognized. So we got Combat 2018 from Inland Norway University of Applied Sciences. Norway. Dash Quasar from Quasar. Quasar. Oh, sorry. Oh my god. UC Santa Cruz. <laughs> Boo, California. <laughs> Jared, you just don't like Californians. Uh, Jared, Digipin, Bilbao, Spain. Yeah, Bilbao. Actually, yay, Bilbao. Uh, Lif. Or L-I-F-F. I, maybe it's life. Ah, I, that's life. my guess. But a play on that the on the word. Really cool. I start digital France and then recharge from MIT. Yeah. Ooh, MIT. I refuse to vote for MIT. MIT's gonna, got a lot of money. I, even though I know nothing about any of these games, I'm going to vote for either Norway or Bilbao, Spain. I'm going to go with with Lif on this one or Lif, Life. Life from France. We're not sure. Francia. Uh, so best multiplayer game. So mm-hmm. I know that we'll probably at least have a lot of thoughts about this one. The nominees are Black Ops 4, Destiny 2, Forsaken, Fortnite, of course, Monster Hunter World. I was surprised to see actually made the list. And uh, that's C&C not surprising games. to me. I mean, I was a little surprised, I'm not going to lie, but I think it deserves to be there. Yeah, th- I mean, for how much that one took over mo- online multiplayer for, you know, and it still does, I mean, we, we I just played play it. it. You just yeah. played it on our extra I just stream. finished, yeah, exactly. Uh, but so, I feel like that one, that one makes sense. Do I think it's going to win? No. I don't think it's going to win, but I will say that I think it has the most interesting bent of all of the yeah. other games on this list. Is Monster Hunter is doing multiplayer gaming online just from a different perspective of what all of the other ones are, especially from your classic multiplayers by, like Black Ops. It's a different kind of game. It's just different, and I think that that's something that's really that has a lot of value, at least to me. Like right. from a gamer perspective, whatever is different that still fits into the mold of being multiplayer, I think that that's really fun. So... My thoughts on this one, I think Fortnite will win. Oh, I think it will too. Because yeah. I'm pretty sure if 
I could be wrong. And as I talk, I'm going to try to fact check myself on this. Well, you do. But that, I'm pretty sure say, Fortnite was not nominated for anything yet as of last year at last year's Game Awards. And this year, it like and this year, it, up. I'm sure it did. Well, no, oh, no, no, it, no, did. it did, yeah, no, it definitely wasn't. I remember uh, it was PUBG last year that that was. Everybody's like, it's not in early. It's an early. Out. They're all like, it's an early access. How does this count? But yeah, that's right. And then now yeah. Fortnite's really hit its stride since then. So no, um, Call of Duty Black Ops Four is a great game. I think it, it's you know it's had its bumps and issues as it's been rolled out. And more play, and more people have started playing it, and playing especially the blackout mode and the the multiplayer. Uh, it's I still really enjoy it and have a lot of fun with it. I think it's too new to unseat Fortnite. Yeah, I'm actually a little surprised to see it on the list because it's so new. Right. Uh, I Destiny mean, I'm sure two Forsaken. Just for timing, they had to, but still. Right. And Destiny Two Forsaken trashed here. Bottom of the <laughs> bottom of the barrel tier. All right, we are going to. Do you want to do? Let, we'll, yeah. we'll just read it. Yeah. Be uh, okay. I mean. Sports, racing games, FIFA 19, Forza Horizon, Mario Tennis Aces, NBA 2K19, and Pro Evolution Soccer 2019. It's going to be – honestly, I would love to see Forza Horizon. Yeah, I think that of these, if I had to put my money on one of them, I'd say Forza. Maybe probably, Mario Tennis Aces. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't think that one because I don't think it had, the, it had as good of a reception as people wanted it to. Well, did Forza? Forza uh, – it's in the Forza community – well, you could say the same thing for the Mario Tennis community. Well, that's true, too. Uh, it'll probably, though, go to either FIFA 19 or NBA 2K19. Yeah, probably so. Uh, best strategy game. We've got The Banner Saga 3, Battletech, Frostpunk, Into the Breach, and Valkyria Chronicles 4. I don't know anything about these. I don't either. Uh, see, I was thinking to myself earlier today, actually, because I was looking back at my list of games that I finished and played this year. And I was like, man, I feel like I've done really well this year. I'm going to probably have some more to say on some of these things. No. There's still some categories I completely miss. Yeah, I mean, it's not our fault. Not everything that we play makes it into a category. I know. And some of what we play that's new to us isn't actually new. It isn't actually that new. And, you know, we don't have developers sending us freebies. Yeah. But I would love to see, though, Banner Saga 3, just because I'm familiar. I, that's the one I'm most familiar with, and I love its sound. It's music. I will Austin say Winter that I, does a great job. I won't vote for Fro Frostpunk just because I hate the naming strategy of putting punk at the end of anything. Ah. Uh, I, I, like, it's so over. So you're going to boycott Cyberpunk 2077 yeah. then? Yes, I am. Bold claim. It's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I know you'll no, be right there with me. <laughs> Release day. Be like, come on, let's play. All right. Anyways, best family game. Oh, I already know my choice. Yeah, I know, I know your choice too. You want to read them? All right. Mario Tennis Aces, uh, Nintendo Labo. Overcooked 2, Starlink, Battle for Alice, and Super Mario Party, it's obviously going to Overcook 2. You know what? I actually think I agree with you on that. And there's two games on here that I really like. Uh, well, excuse me. There's one game on here that I really like, Mario Party. But because you can't play online with your own freaking family if you right. live long distance right. from them, that's a negative 5,000 points for Mario Party. But Overcooked 2. And Starlink, 2, Battle for Atlas, I feel like people are like, what is this? Yeah, I have no idea what that is. Like, I remember seeing it at E3, I think, yeah. and I was like, what in And they even have, like, Star Fox in it. But yeah. still, it's like, I, 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 really I still feel like everybody's like... Yeah. Confusing. I wouldn't be surprised if the Labo gets it, though, just for pure innovation. I will like, say... Like, the Labo at least has a fantastically unusual premise. It really and it's, does. it's a really just interesting, innovative idea, and I think that Nintendo does that well. So I, I would like to see the Labo potentially win, but I also think that Overcooked 2 should probably get it. I think so, too. The Labo is one... I agree with you. I do think it's going to be the top contender, one of the top contenders for that prize. Although it's one of those things I feel like is going to have a slow burn, yeah. where it's like it came did out you, and everybody's did you say that like on purpose. Oh no! Oh okay. why? 
Oh wait, for a minute I thought you said overcooked too. Oh no 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 no. Okay. If I, I did, like, I meant I meant labo. Burn. I meant the labo. <laughs> but yeah, that would have been a great wordplay. Can you just rework what you were gonna say so I can make the joke anyway? <laughs> I don't. I can't think of it now. Can Damn you it. retcon that joke? A slow fold. <laughs> Maybe because you have to construct the labo stuff. I, I don't know. I, I, I got nothing. But the, but the labo, I think, is going to be have more of like a slow burn of an impact because it comes out. It came out. Everybody's like, "This is awesome," um, because you can build all these different things and, and have the switch control it all. That's really cool. But I also don't feel like it got picked up a lot by a lot of by a lot of people. It's being the implications Maybe it's just of because it because we don't have kids though. That's true. I mean, and Fender doesn't have thumbs. That's true. He can't use the labo. Biggest complaint that he tells me is, "Dad, I'm." so sad I don't have thumbs. I, mean, I say, son, I'm right there with you. So- <laughs> but, I mean, I got thumbs, but I'm sad for you that you don't have them. But, uh, but anyway, so I, th- I feel like it's one of the things, as more time goes on, more innovations and more things around Labo will be built out oh, and yeah, will have I'm, a bigger impact later. I'm sure that at least in 2019, they will almost certainly release new packs for the Labo. So I think it can really only get more fun. So good on them. Uh, best fighting game. We have Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, Soul Calibur Six, Street Fighter Five Arcade Edition. Hmm. It's going to be Dragon Ball Fighter Z. I would agree with that. Like I, I am one hundred and ten percent positive it's going to be DBZ. Which Soul Calibur Six? I know a lot of people were excited and looking forward to, but. I've heard nothing really about it. I will say though, it does have an awesome uh, character creator. Have you seen all this yeah, stuff? Yeah, actually, I have oh seen Oh, my God. What a strange thing for them to have a weirdly good and factor I'm, i got to find this picture because I literally just saw it today. Was it the person who made a really good Chun-Li? No. Oh, okay. Uh, it was somebody made um, Donkey Kong in <gasps> Soul Calibur VI. Oh, my God. What? His sword is like a giant... Uh, is a giant bundle of bananas, and it's amazing. That's amazing. Please tell me I can find. I'm gonna have to find it. Nope, there it is. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'll put this in the video version. That is fascinating, isn't it? <laughs> it's so cool. That's really funny. So I don't know. Maybe on that we'll we'll raise Soul Caliber above maybe Dragon Ball so. Fighters. I, I strongly doubt it, but I, I think that the character creation looks hysterical. It's a pretty fun little thing to throw in. Um, so. Let's do role-playing game. So we have next Dragon Quest Eleven: Echoes of an Elusive Age. Almost said nine. I know how to read Roman numerals. It's cool, everybody. Monster Hunter World, Nino Kuni Two, Revenant Kingdom, Octopath Traveler, obviously Mogan's pick, and Pillars of Eternity Two: Deadfire. Octopath. I think Octopath. Octopath I for sure. It's it's a, just a quick spoiler. It's on here at least twice, and I think that this is the category it can and should win. Yeah. Having played at least a couple of the games on this list, Octopath is just both old and new in all the best ways, and it's an outstanding JRPG. Yeah. Ten I, out of ten would recommend. Like, we, like I said when we talked about it, I enjoyed it. And I don't even like JRPGs. Yeah. So. It's amazing, everybody. If you're sleeping on Octopath Traveler, for the love of God, wake up, sheeple. Play the best game out there. All right, moving on. We have best action adventure game. These next categories, this is where it's getting stacked. And this is where I think um, a lot of the games that you have played will start showing up again yeah. and again and again and again. So we got Assassin's Creed Odyssey, God of War, Marvel's Spider-Man, Red Dead Redemption 2, and Shadow of the Tomb Raider. So for this one... So this is, again, this is best action adventure game. Right. And this is tough. Now, I will say, of this list, the only one I've completed so far is God of War. And I think it's going to come, and honestly, though, saying that, 
I think Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I honestly think it's going to come between Red Dead and God of War. I think it is too. Um, I'm actually very shocked to see that uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider even made the list. Right. I'm not going to lie. I'm really surprised by that. Um, because, I mean, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, again, like another thing I've been saying, like I have not been able to spend as much time in this game as I want to. It's fantastic what I've played. Honestly, though, of, and this is the thing. Comparing what I've played to Red Dead 2 and what I've played of, of Assassin's Creed Odyssey, even though I've played at this point really so little of, of either games, which I, I apologize, everyone. It's just life has been crazy Get right on now. It, bro. But honestly, though, I would pick Assassin's Creed 2 over Assassin's Creed Odyssey over Red Dead 2 right now. I've had, in this oh, time that okay. I've spent in Odyssey, I've had, I gotta say, I've had more fun. So, burn! You know, <laughs> so of that, I think for me, it would come down to having to choose between Assassin's Creed Odyssey and God of War. I finished God of War, so that's where my vote would go in this instance, but I still do think it's going to be between God of War and Red Dead 2, and probably Red Dead 2 that takes it. Really? You think Red Dead 2 is going to take it? I kind of think, think God Red, of War might get it. I think Red Dead 2 is going to be the Breath of the Wild. Oh, you think so? I think so. Yeah. I think Red Dead 2 is just going to sweep whatever it's in. I gotcha. So then in a very similar category, we have Best Action Game. We have Call of Duty Black Ops 4, Dead Cells. Dead Cells made the list. Good very for nice. you, Dead Cells. Awesome soundtrack if you, have, if you haven't listened I to haven't that one yet. I haven't gotten to listen oh, to it's so it good. Oh, my God. It's okay. so good. And it's long. Destiny 2 Forsaken, boo. Far Cry 5, mm. boo. Mega Man 11. Hey, that's fun. Scooching in there. Good job, Mega Man. Um, of these, I am the happiest to see Dead Cells and Mega Man 11 just because I think the more non-traditional action games that make the list, the better. Oh, absolutely. I, my vote would be for Mega Man 11 because I've seen plays of it. It looks really, really fun. Nice. It makes me want to play Mega Man again. But I think, I, I don't know, I think maybe Black Ops I think might Black get Ops. it. For I think Black Ops game? is going to get it. For action game, I agree. I think it'll get beaten out by Fortnite and multiplayer, but I think it'll take action yeah, game. Yeah, I agree. Because, again, like Dead Cells... It's okay. just too indie. Is, I think that's yeah. what's killing it here. It's it's awesome. It's on the list. I mean, Dead Cells was much awaited by the people right. who wanted to see it. It's just not as mainstream, and I feel like the action game category is so, by its very nature, mainstream. Right. I just don't think Dead Cells is going to be able to cut it. I'm surprised Why Far Cry Destiny 5. Destiny 2 keep making these lists? Well, because they just released the Forsaken expansion, Boo. so they made, and they revamped a lot of it, but... I'm not not enough to win me yeah, back. I'm actually a little surprised Far Cry Five made it too. Like, because what is this best action game? If like, why is Shadow of the Tomb Raider an action adventure and not an action game? I don't know. Because for I me, mean, that makes more Far sense. Far Cry Five even also kind of action adventure. It is. So it's kind of weird. Maybe they had they like well, we should put it in one, and they just split the difference because they knew it would it yeah, would make sense for them to eat so. both, each be in both, and they would eat each other's vote. I guess I don't know, Who but knows? that doesn't make sense. All right, next category. Uh, best VR AR game, Astrobot Rescue Mission, Beat Saber. God, I want to play Beat Saber Beat so Saber bad. Beat Saber does look very fun. I want to play it so cool. fucking uh, bad. Firewall Zero Hour. Uh, from the brief image I'm seeing here, it appears to be a zombie shooter game. Moss. No, I don't think it is, actually. I believe it's it's actually just a standard military shooter oh, game. even um, worse. But I heard it had it was good. Uh, Moss and Tetris Effect. Tetris Effect. We had our good buddy Brandon. He was excited about we that do. one. We do. Um, so I think of these, I feel like Beat Saber or maybe Tetris Effect. I, I think, think one of them is going to get it. So obviously still, like uh, the PSVR is on my wish list. I would love to play this one day. Going off of news and critical reactions that I've seen in red, I think it's going to be between Astrobot 
and uh, Tetris Effect. Oh, okay. okay. Astrobot, apparently, it was like kind of a sleeping hit. Like it, it, nobody really heard that much about it, and it came out, and everybody's and like, "Hold the phones!" It and they were like, "It's amazing!" Oh my god! Okay. So, oh, I, I kind of have a subversive objection to Astrobot because he looks a little too much like Math Blaster, the robot. Oh yeah, and I hate math and Math hey, Blaster I hate by math extension. Too, but I like Math Blaster. So if you Math Blaster, I also like that he's wearing the PSVR. Yeah, let's right. just talk he's about how cute he is. Already got electronic eyes. Why does he need it? <laughs> All right, moving on then to best mobile game. We got Donut County again. Donut County. Florence, Fortnite, PUBG Mobile, and Reigns Game of Thrones. First of all, haha, PUBG, this is the only category you made it into, suckers. Um, I think they're probably going to. I want to see Donut County win. Here that would be cool. Because I think Donut County is, no, from what I've seen of the gameplay, it's such a good fit for mobile. Mm-hmm. It has very simplistic controls, graphics that would come out really well on a small screen, a really nice, chill soundtrack. I think that Donut County should get it, and I really hope it does. But let's be real with ourselves it's going to be Fortnite. Is it, though? Is it, though? I f- have you played Fortnite on mobile? I have, and it's fucking terrible. Yeah. I hate it. Exactly. Like, I don't understand why people play it on mobile. I, I don't it's think just it's another avenue it. to feed yeah. the addiction. I think that, honestly, I think that Fortnite and PUBG Mobile are both on here as filler because they couldn't find anything better. Ooh. Burn. Damn. Yeah. Harsh words. Anyways. But so, I mean, I think Fortnite, yes, for your for what you've talked about and what we've seen of Donut County, I would like to see Donut County. So the more well. I hear of this Florence game, though, I am actually very curious about it. Mm-hmm. I'd like to do a little more research, see what that's Maybe about. Maybe give it a play? Maybe give it a play. There we go. There we on go. My, on my telephone. That's the thing. Everybody. If I'm going to play a game, I'm not going to pick up my damn phone. <laughs> I mean, I know you can play these games other places, but oh, still, man. I'm not going to pick up my phone to play. If The only game I consist, I actually have, let me look at my phone right now. So the only games I have on my phone right now is I have Clash Royale, which is great for like picking up and playing if you just need that like three minute thing to do. I have Force Star Wars Force Arena, which is basically the same thing as, as Clash Royale, but it's Star Wars, so I like that. I have the Stranger Things mobile game on it, which is actually kind of fun because it's like eight bit and looks like an oh, older really? like NES SNES oh, game. It's kind of fun. And then there's that HQ trivia. But so like actually, I'm not sure HQ if maybe trivia. it just wasn't if the timing was wrong, but Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. Oh yeah! Actually, I'm I'm actually really curious. No, that was now. earlier this year. That's crazy that that didn't get huh. nominated. That's actually a real bummer. Interesting, because for a mobile game, it's really good. It's perfect for mobile. Yeah? Huh? Interesting. Interesting. Wonder... It must have. I mean, maybe these games are all just that great. Yeah. Well, actually, so um, the Animal Crossing Pocket Camp right now is having their anniversary event for one year. So maybe it actually made it on to last year's Game Awards. No, because... I mean, I don't remember them talking about it. Because if that were to be true, then we'd be seeing Battlefield Five stuff on here. True. Hmm. It just must not have made the cut. That sucks, because it's really good. Damn, oh my that's, God. that's crazy. I hadn't thought about that, but that is crazy. That's lame. All right, best independent game. The best category. Celeste, Dead Cells, Into the Breach, Return of the Obra Dinn, and The Messenger. So real quick, because these are indie games, we do just want to give a little bit of additional um, support to the makers of these. So yes. Celeste is by Matt Makes Games. Dead Cells is by Motion Twin. Into the Breach from Subset Games, Return of the Obra Dinn. First of all, what a great name. That does sound really cool. What a scary name. Uh, By 3909 LLC and The Messenger by Sabotage Studio. Celeste is going to get it. I think so. 10 out of 10, Celeste is 100% going to get it. it. And And it probably deserves it. Because of uh, the one category I do know, 
Of, from I did see the, ahead of time. I think, yeah, Celeste is yeah, going to take Celeste it. Celeste is definitely going to get it. And good on them. They deserve it. Games for Impact. You want to read this one? 11-11, Memories Retold. Celeste! Um, Florence, again, see? Life is Strange 2, episode I need to one. look up, because I feel like... I need to see a synopsis of Florence real quick. Yeah, so Life is Strange I remember hearing about two. it when it was coming out. I just don't... I just don't remember. It kind of looks like the art from the Madeline books. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. Huh, maybe she grew up and changed her name. Um, anyways, Life is Strange 2, Episode 1, and The Missing, J.J. McField and the Island of Memories. So quick caveat, I do not think that Life is Strange 2, Episode 1 should be on here, period. Because it's an episode, because not a full game? it's not the full game. I think that that is that. horse apples. I think that's bad uh, I think that's bad form by the Game Awards. I don't think that one-fifth of a game should be up for any nomination. Because ultimately, who knows? So this is the Games for Change category, which means that... It, games games for, impact. for Impact. excuse me. Which means that in some way they think it, it has a... So for a thought-provoking game with a profound pro-social meaning or message is what the category is. And we have no idea... Where Life is Strange 2 is actually going to go in the end. Right. And I think that it's stupid to have it on here when it only – because it's only part one. I think that it's really dumb. So here we go. little synopsis of the gameplay of Florence from, Wikipedia, from its Wikipedia page. Florence is divided into 20 chapters, each featuring a different – Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> each featuring a different portion of Florence Yeo's life. The chapters are separated into six acts, which represent different portions of Florence's growth and change. The game plays out linearly, requiring input from the player in the form of short mini-games, which help mimic or reveal Florence's thoughts and actions. These games include Florence brushing her teeth, Florence following the sound of his cello to find Krish, Krish cleaning his room before Florence visits, and Florence packing up her things when Krish moves in. Oh, a little bit of spoiler. Oh, there. my. Apologies. But apparently this game focuses around the relationship of Florence and her boyfriend, Krish. Okay. That's an interesting premise. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Like... Life is Strange Episode 2, we don't know what its main message is going to be yet. Yeah, and I just, I, I completely disagree with From, it. I love it. I, oh, I really yeah, enjoyed same. it, but I don't think it should be here. Because its main impact so far that you can tell is it's going is is dealing with racism, I believe. Yeah. It, racism and slight, slash nationalism, because there is a lot of that thrown in there, because yeah. it is very, very much set within the Trump political sphere that we're in. Absolutely. And so I feel like that's where it's headed, and racial profiling, things like that nature, that's where it's headed. But how Will far that follow? the expectation tracks did the original Life is Strange go for both of us? Way different. Way far off so, yeah, what I, we were expecting. I agree. I agree. Because it's not a game. It's part one of a game. Exactly. I, I just think that's absolute BS. But I think with Celeste, with its focus on mental health and everything and, and overcoming those challenges, I think that it's – that that. I think we'll take it. I think it's a contender. I honestly would be a little surprised if it made it for really? the winner. Um, just because, I don't know. I feel like a lot of games have kind of breached that same subject in one way or another. True. And I feel like for the other categories it's nominated for, it 100% should get Indie Game. But for Games for Impact, maybe, maybe not. I'm not sold on it. Yeah. Now, if Life Strange up two full season was on here. If Life is Strange was on here, I'd be oh, like, yeah, yeah, I don't care that it's six years old. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, best performance. Ooh, this is fun. This is always a category we like. Brian Deckhart as Connor from Detroit Become Human. Ooh, speaking of, this game is going to be, I already saw already, is going to be part of Target's Black Friday sale. 
twenty five dollars. Twenty five bucks. I'm probably I'm gonna That's snatch it up. That's how I got Persona Five last year. It was twenty five bucks <laughs> at Target. I'm gonna snatch it up because uh, Detroit is one I was very interested in. Skipped it because of other of bigger things like God of War and Far Cry Five at the time. Which now I wish I would have got Detroit Become Human opposed to Far Cry Five. But hindsight is twenty twenty. And but still, I want to play it, so I'll be snatching that up. Christopher Judge as Kratos, God of War. I think you actually mean Teal'c from Stargate SG One. Uh, he's he hasn't aged a day. Yeah, and that was like twenty years ago. And oh my God. he's awesome. He's hot. All right. <laughs> anyway. His I can't get over his physical size. He's the man is a giant. Massive. His jawline is so defined. I feel it's like impressive. if he actually encountered Kratos, he might win. He might intimidate he Kratos might, enough. He might just like scare the beard right off of him. He is a <laughs> he's a scary he's man. He's a sexy specimen. He's a sexy scary man. All right, here we go. <laughs> Next we have Melisathan. Um, I'm gonna I hope I say this right. You want me to try it? Melisanthi Mahout as Cassandra, Assassin's Creed Origins. That's a good contender, so too. So we want to talk great. about, uh, she may not be as giant as Teal'c, but she is just as sexy and scary. Absolutely. Roger Clark as Arthur Morgan, Red Dead Redemption 2. Boo. Yuri Lowenthal as Peter Parker, Marvel's Spider-Man. Boo. I got to give it to Christopher Judge. Uh, I think that what I've heard from the voice acting or from the performances overall of Kratos versus Cassandra, I really would like to see Cassandra, uh, excuse me, Melisanthi Mahout take it because I would too. I've heard a lot of the dialogue from gameplay and I think that she just did an outstanding job. Again, in the brief snippet, this is the only reason why I'm saying like I can't, I've, I've finished the game Christopher Judge is in and I'm still barely into the game that she's in. I have loved her performance as Cassandra so far, and I'm sure it will only continue to be better. Yeah. But also, Christopher Judge was pretty damn outstanding. I mean, as and like my heart says Teal'c, but I really want Melisanthi to win. I think that you know it's not very common that you get uh, any female actress nominated for this kind of award, and I really just want her to win. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I agree. All right, moving on then. This looks to be the last top. Cont- nope, no, no, it's, it's not. not. Best, <laughs> sucker. <laughs> best audio design presented by Dolby. <laughs> this category, not the show, Let's not, not our talk show. Talk about them. We're not getting sponsored. You know, Black o- Call of Duty, Black Ops Four, Forza Horizon Four, God of War, Spiders, Marvel Spider Man, Red Dead Redemption Two. Uh, audio design. I don't know. I have no opinion on this. That's a toughie for me. The only one in this category I haven't played. It, ones of this category are, Sp- are Spider Man and Forza Horizon. But for Black Ops 4, didn't you actually mention that you really thought that their sound quality was really good? I did. I do really enjoy it. It does seem like it's the one – it's the game, I will say, that has sold me on using headphones every time I play a game. Yeah, exactly. So say you'll vote for Black Ops. Yeah, so I think I honestly will. God of War – great like it had the sounds and everything especially with like the axe and the you know impact sounds and there's all that great uh red dead redemption 2 nothing's really stood out to me that much in that regard so yeah i'm gonna well, give it, it to black Ops 4 west they didn't have as much sound that's true it was in the ancient times not <laughs> as many birds and things to be around all right another great category for us why don't you read this one off all right so this one is best score and music one of our favorite categories to talk about and actually it's a stacked competition it's a stacked. so celeste a soundtrack by lena rain we actually featured we one featured of her tracks one. yeah uh god of war by bear mccreer God. Marvel Spider-Man, John Pisano. Nino Kuni 2, Revenant Kingdom by Joe Hisashi. 
uh, Octopath Traveler, Yasunori Nishiki, another one that we featured on the show, we did. and Red Dead 2, Woody Jackson and Daniel Lanoy. I got to give it to God of War. I Hands knew you would say down. That. And it is. Yeah. I could sing the praises of how. Again, I gotta say how fucking good the soundtrack is. I mean, obviously, is. Uh, my vote again goes to Celeste. I think that the soundtrack accomplishment of God of War is very impressive, and it sounds obviously beautiful. But for soundtracks that I really like to listen to, I like Celeste. Yeah, more. Celeste is good. Is better background, like just chill music. I will say, I will agree with you. The bombastic epicness of God of War is what steals it for me. I also really like that Octopath Traveler did at least make this category. Great soundtrack. I don't think that it will win, but the soundtrack is really good. It's more in line with it's me for me, good. like with Celeste. It's great to just put on in the background. Yeah. Like I've said, and I'll say it again, like Ashes from the God of War soundtrack, and even the main theme, both great, but Ashes, again, when it hits that crescendo, I get chills every damn time, no matter the volume I'm listening to it. Uh, with Woody Jackson, Woody Jackson did the music also for Red Dead, Redemption. One. Oh, okay. Uh, which is a fun soundtrack. It's not one of my favorites. It has some good sounds, like horseplay from Red Dead Redemption is, <laughs> is a pretty good track. If it's not just horses neighing at each other in sing-song tones, that's zero out of ten. <laughs> but I have already heard, I will say, when the beginning of, and I'm interested to listen to, give the full soundtrack a complete listen to Red Dead Redemption 2, but when the game started and the first initial songs came on and everything, I actually it gave me pretty strong vibes of The Last of Us. So I'm on board with it. It's just still not enough to beat God of War. Well, uh, moving on, best art direction. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, God of War, Octopath Traveler, hurrah, and Red Dead 2, and Return of the Obra Dinn. Interesting. So I can see, so we're looking at a little image of Return of the Obra Dinn, and if this is what it looks like in real gameplay, that's that's something. It's an impressive looking art style. So I would say that in terms of artistic styling, my gut reaction to... Any game in the vein of Assassin's Creed, God of War, or even Red Dead is, who cares? It's something we've seen before. It's it's something we see all the time. So I would have really liked to see more games that branched outside of the traditional box, which really, I would say, I would love to see Octopath Traveler win this one. Because how do they describe it? It's like... 2.5D or something yeah, like that? Yeah, it's like this weird blend of top-down 2D and also 3D. It's yeah. really interesting. I've, so the, just the, what they tried to do with it is fascinating to look at. And yeah. once you get used to it, you really like it. But looking at Return of the Oberdin, I, I kind See, of feel like maybe, maybe, they, maybe they deserve it more. I feel like they clearly took a very directed stylistic approach like this was very intentional right whereas games like red dead god of war and assassin's creed it's like well let's make them look as pretty and as normal as possible i don't know though i slightly disagree with you on that on that fact with god of war uh, because of how much god of war it deals with mythology and you know mythology gives you a lot of well so does assassin's creed so Odyssey, does the does, other god does, of war games but still but the the difference here, I believe, is since the tonal sh- – which propels God of War in my mind is the tonal shift and the art style shift that has been – that is present in this new God of War as opposed to God of War 3, 2, and 1. It's just – they took it to a new setting of you know Norse gods. They gave you a lot of different th- areas to explore. They gave you all these different enemies. The landscapes and everything are truly beautiful in God of War. I think they did a really great job in their imagining of this – nor of their own take on Norse mythology, I think is is really great. Uh, so I could see 
in like their design of the creatures and monsters and just other gods that you come to encounter in the game, I think they did a really good job in. Uh, so for me, it's still a. T- I would say it's probably going to become. It's a tie for me. I understand the new look and the really authentic look of Octopath Travel, which I think is why I agree with you and this in who I vote for. I think God of War for me comes in second, but I still think Red Dead will take every category. It's really. In. I just think it's how it's going to go. I don't know. I mean, from what I've this seen is the one of the least. Red Dead, I honestly kind of don't think it's that. I think this is the one that it's, yeah. it's least, it has the least chance of winning, I would yeah. say. Honestly, a lot of these this games one soundtrack. just being again and again on there, it's like, okay, let's move on. Right. Um, best narrative. This one's going to be a little harder to judge just because we haven't played all of these. Yeah. Uh, but Detroit Become Human, God of War, Life is Strange 2, Episode 1, Marvel Spider-Man, and Red Dead. Again, I don't think that Life is Strange 2 should even be on this list. It is not a complete game. I just, I disagree with it from a moral perspective. Um, I think Detroit Become Human is going to take this game. I actually think that too because of how much it's built around telling the story yeah. Uh, yeah. of player giving player choice player red dead does that to some extent as well but i think it, this one explores i guess the butterfly effect basically a little bit better than red dead would and it's built around that as being more of the core mechanic so i agree god of war outstanding story as well but i think for how detroit tells its story and yeah. its mechanic i think i agree i, mean, in I terms believe of storytelling I, I just agree i think detroit become human took a little bit of a different stance mm-hmm. whereas god of war from a narrative perspective it's very traditional for right. video games yes. you know you progress progress through the story in a pretty traditional way mm-hmm. whereas detroit takes many different paths god of war tells a great story uh and everything detroit, detroit become human lets, lets you live play. the story exactly, exactly. <laughs> glad to know we're on the same page Best game direction, a way out. I'm honestly surprised that one didn't hasn't popped up more because yeah. for what it did, the first game that you literally have to play it completely co- or not not the first game, but like it, you have to play it completely co op. Like that's a different take, and yeah, I'm surprised that absolutely. it hasn't shown up more. Uh, here you can finish reading this one out. Uh, Detroit Become Human. God of War, Marvel Spider-Man, and again, Red Dead 2. I want a way out to win it. Because of how different it is? Because it took such a different approach. I still think that Detroit Become Human deserves the narrative, but a way out in terms of direction and what they wanted to do with the game, I think they just went fantastically in a different direction than every other game on this list. And I really like what they were trying to accomplish. And I think that for people who have played the game, they would probably say they did accomplish it, I would hope. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe some people hated it. My pick's got to go with God of War. Kari yeah, Barlog. Kari Barlog coming back. You know, he worked on God of War 2 and a couple of the other God of War games in the past, but him coming back and being able to, with his influences of the past, which I think was a strength in this regard, he to be able to avoid being weighed down and just saying, okay, we're going to do the same thing again. Coming and completely reimagining that series. Kratos has a beard now. Completely reimagining <laughs> the character. Not reimagining the character of Kratos. He has a kid now. But building on his past and having that influence in him and him being a new version of the character. I think it was an incredibly well done. Plus taking it to the new light, to the new realm of Norse mythology. Outstandingly done. I got to give it to God of War. All right, best ongoing game, Destiny 2, Forsaken. Quit nominating Ooh, Destiny. Stop it, everybody. Fortnite, uh, naturally. No Man's Sky. Oh, right? interesting. That's the reaction I had. I was like, beg pardon? <laughs> I was just very confused. Uh, Overwatch and Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, 
My vote is for Overwatch. Just I think because so. Because it's the only game on this list that I am still playing. I'm torn between Fortnite and Overwatch. I mean, I think Fortnite is going to get it. I agree. But I would vote for Overwatch. I think so too. I think also, I would too. Because would at say... its core, I still just love everything about Overwatch. Fortnite is. Fortnite for me right now, I'm having fun with it. I haven't played as much of it because of Blackout coming out. But I, but I still feel like it could be one that's more of a passing phase. I'm like, okay, I'm tired of playing that. And I won't come back to it. Yeah. Overwatch, even now, what? We're. In its third year yeah. of it being out, I still co- I played it today. I, yeah, exactly. I still play it frequently. Yeah, so I gotta go. With even Overwatch. when I take brief breaks for a couple of weeks, I still come back to it. All right, and then the big bad the category, last one, everybody, game of the year. We have Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Celeste. God of War, Marvel Spider-Man, Monster Hunter World. Look at that. What is you doing here, baby? And then Red Dead Redemption 2. So of this, I give my vote to God of War because I think think it was a great – Red Dead's going to take it. I think so. But can we shout out for a bit that Celeste is on this list? That's incredible. Freaking kudos to you, Celeste. Um, uh, We haven't really gotten to talk much more about Marvel Spider-Man, but it's been nominated for, what, six to seven categories? It's got a few. The thing is, I'm Spider-Man'd out, so that's why I didn't want to buy it. I agree. I completely agree. So that's why I didn't want to get it. I'll get it at some point, I'm sure, because I have heard it's insanely fun. But that's, that's also says. all I've heard about it. Exactly. It's like, well, and honestly, I, I'm kind of like jazzed to see Monster Hunter World on here. Right. But considering how many crushing problems the game has while it traps you in the beginning into its forced campaign story mode. It's, there are times when Monster Hunter World is in infuriating right and they are fixable problems so i cannot in good faith vote for monster hunter world for game of the year i think it's a really fun game there's a lot i love about it but there are a lot of things i hate about right i think if i play i want celeste to win i really hope it dies it is really cool (laughs) that is really cool that it's on the list i think if i had been had the opportunity to play more of assassin's creed it would become probably come down for me as it stands right now rock like I am having fun with Red Dead too. I'm will, not like I am stunned for starters that God of War isn't on this list. It is. It's right oh there. my god, sorry. My no, bad. Uh, no, I even but, read it off. Sorry. Like I'm having fun with Red Dead Redemption Red Dead Redemption 2, but I'm not it's so far for me has not it has yet to click and like really grab me. I'm enjoying it. I think you just need to sit down tomorrow. I also have I'll not bring had, you a piece of pie. Ooh, yeah. that'd be excellent. I and love then a piece you can of pie. Eat, eat your pie and play Red Dead for what seven hours? I think honestly, that's what it needs to say. I have not, and I will say my caveat to this, and why I think that I'm slight. My opinion of it right now is slightly in the in the negative on it is because I have not had the chance to just sit yeah. and play it for hours. I've been only able to play in one to one and a half hour bits, I will and that's say, just been though, due to due to outside life. Like that's the most comparable game like I can that. think of: Breath of the Wild. The minute I played it, I you knew, knew it was forever. And but see, so that is how though I've been with God well, of War. Well, maybe it's because your Red Dead guy doesn't wake up in a cave naked. Maybe that's the problem. I do love to see male nudity. Yeah, who doesn't? Right. I mean, I love it. Yeah, everybody does. Everybody does. Fender's nude all the time. He is. Except he for his around. bandanas. <laughs> Just covers his neck. Just covers his neck. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, Fender. So cute. Oh, speaking so anyways, of, speaking of male nudity, you gotta watch that. Uh, what? I want to watch the Outlaw King on Netflix because it's got Chris Pine. It's as a Robert really? Robert the Bruce. He gets out of a lake, apparently. Stark has naked full frontal. I will be watching that I will today. Too. <laughs> it did just come out. But no, but I got to give God of War God, for all the reasons that I've already talked about it. But for what you were just saying about how you played Breath of the Wild and you knew instantly, that's how it felt with God of War. God yeah. of War felt like a return home in a sense, like because – but a fresh breath of air about it. You know, it. actually, I take it back. I really think that God of War is actually going to win this category. I don't think Red Dead is going to take it. Really? Uh, yeah. Interesting. I think, I think God of War, because of the critical reception from all of the media that I consume, all of the articles, everyone gave God of War perfect scores. Right. Virtually across the board. And see, that's the thing, though. You were talking about Monster Hunter having all of its issues and problems. God of War had none. I'm just genuinely baffled that Monster like, Hunter World is even up for Game of the Year. How? Like Red Dead, again... <laughs> Caveat: I've spent, I've haven't had time to just sit and play for an extended period of time. But I'm also still having a hard time with controls, and I feel like that shouldn't happen. And, and granted, I still think slightly the issue with Red Dead is it almost gives you too many things to do and too many options, too much immersion there. I feel like there needs to be like this nice balance, and it might be slightly more to the laborious side rather than just the simple don't have to think about it side. Whereas God of War, you had to think about things. You had to do combos and action, but you also – I was able to pick it up and learn it and felt like a god very quickly. And that's what I feel like – and then I, and that's just for mechanics. I've talked and I've praised the story enough. I've praised Christopher Judge as for his performance as Kratos. I've praised Corey Barlog for his direction. But, you know, so that for me, that's why it's got to go. I think I would – Assassin's Creed Odyssey would stand higher in my mind ha- again – had I had more time to play. But i got to give it to God of War. Bro. All right. So those are the uh, categories. Those are the nominees. We will see how this all pans out in, what, December? I believe it's the 7th. Let me see yeah, since we're sitting here looking Friday, at it. December right? 6th yeah. of the a Game Thursday. Awards. Okay. Is it Whatever. Yeah, because the 7th is a Friday. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. I have my Fridays planned out like for the rest of forever. Very I nice. Very nice. Yeah, when Friday is gonna happen. Man, I wonder if it's gonna be like three hours long, like it was last year. Probably. It was long because remember they keep trying to work in like weird announcements into the Game Awards. Well, apparently Did there's you see it's gonna be some... Michael Phelps is gonna be announcing. I missed that bit of news. Freaking Michael Phelps is gonna be at the Game Awards. It's like why Olympic swimming. 2019. He does not have good stage presence. Have you seen him try <laughs> I, to talk? I have. Oh, he's it's not great. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so we will be watching the Game Awards and probably live tweeting some bits of it. I will be at least. Uh, more reactions. I'm going to try to tone it down. I realize the last few years I've done, like, I've tried too much. It's like, that's not my job to, like, give the results. Yeah, it's not. I just need to, I just need to tweet funny quips. You just and need that's to be like, bro, Michael Phelps, shut up. <laughs> but so it does, it is on December 6th and you can watch it just about anywhere, I believe. So, uh, on, I mean, not on like normal we'll broadcast TV, but you can YouTube. watch it on yeah, YouTube, Twitch, whatever. Go watch it. It's going to oh, be yeah, a lot no of fun. Twitch. Uh, I don't yeah, want to give you watch it on YouTube. dollars. I'll watch it on Twitch, I mean. Uh, but yeah, so that is our picks for the Game Awards 2018. Obviously, we would love to know what you think will take, what games will be picked for all these different categories, especially Game of the Year. So let us know by sending us a message on across social media, our Discord, in the comments below. Lots of different options. We'd love to hear from you. But with that, we do have to do our soundtrack spotlight before we go. And I think for this one, I picked – we're going to do 
the main theme from Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Haven't okay. featured any music from this game yet, as as is my standard with games of this uh, like this that I've been super invested in. I don't listen to the soundtrack till after completing because I don't. I want to be able to experience the music in the game and experience it separately outside of the game as two different experiences. But I have heard the main theme because main theme plays the game. Main theme plays. That's as far as Jarrett has gotten everybody into. Gotten farther than the main theme because you hear it when you load up the game and it's sitting on the menu screen. But this composer of Assassin's Creed Odyssey is The Flight, who also has worked on past games such as Horizon Zero Dawn. Love them to bits. They're great musicians and composers. So they are the composer for this one. The song is called... Hold on. I hope there's a song somewhere. Legend of the Eagle Bear. Oh. I must say, I was sitting in a Starbucks doing some work. One of the few times I leave home to edit. Sure. And I was doing some work, and I saw, came across my feeds... Hey, The Flight just released the title track for Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I went and listened to it. I wanted to scream with joy with how good it was. Like an eagle screeching in the screeching. sky. Screeching. That's not the noise that eagles make. It's the sound. It's like. That's a crow noise. It's like from. What is it? Uh, no, not Assassin's Creed. Arrested Development, where they're like, stop being such a chicken, Michael. And then they go, have you not seen that? No. Oh, have you not seen the rest of the moment? No. Oh, it's so good. But anyway, it's a great track. It's a gr- great song from the game Assassin's Creed Odyssey Flight of the Eagle Bearer from by The Flight. So that will play after the close of the, of the episode, which is now. Until next time, everyone, I'm one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined by Rachel Mogan. Sayonara. We'll see you all next week for another episode of Team Chat Podcast. Until then, listen to the song. Yeah.